Well, grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're so glad that you're here today. Uh, Francis of Assisi once said, preach always, and when you have to, use words. And we've seen a lot of that this morning. I, I feel like I don't even have to get up here and say much, but uh, thank you, Brother Ronnell, for your example and leading us in singing. And uh, some of you may not have seen, but Jackson and Grady have been up here helping well. We've seen lots of people at this building the, the last week or so helping with VBS, and it's been fantastic. We are almost ready. I know there's going to be some sewing and some painting going on um, Tuesday morning, beginning around 10. And then Wednesday evening, right before uh, Bible class, we're going to be start putting stuff together, and we are almost there. And so thank you for, for all your help. Uh, one other thing that you could do to help us, if you have kids or grandkids or relatives or friends who plan on coming, uh, you can pre-register them online. You'll find those links um, in the email and on Facebook. And if you do that, that just helps us out a lot. We can uh, print those name tags and get those classes ready before they even show up uh, next Monday. And so we're wrapping up a series entitled Wonderfully Made on the Theology of the Body. And so for several weeks now, we've studied you know, this, this theology of the body, and we've learned that our bodies are important. And they're not to be discarded. They, they have a purpose. We're not to do with our bodies just whatever we want to do. Our bodies are wonderfully made. And when understood properly, our bodies can point people to God. And so as we wrap up this series, it's important for us to consider and to answer one important question. What are our bodies for? Now, we've learned some of the things that our bodies are for. We are here to bear image, to bear the image of God to the world. We are to reflect God in our marriages and in our families. Some of us may choose to abstain from, from sex in order to dedicate ourselves to the Lord. And all of these are bodily acts. God's work can be seen by what we do and what we don't do with our bodies. But is this all? And, and the answer to that question is no. Marriage, family, and celibacy are all good things, but there is more. Like most subjects in the Bible, we gain a fuller understanding when we get to Jesus. And so Jesus re reveals God to us. And so one question we should be asking is, what does Jesus have to teach us about our bodies? And we're going to come back to this question a little bit later, but just keep that in mind. As we begin, we need to recognize that, that we live in a world that is bombarding us with mixed messages concerning the body. And we cannot explore all those messages today, but we want to look at a few. Uh, so one message that we're receiving is that we live in a consumeristic culture where the average American is exposed to 3,000 advertisements a day. Now, you might not think that's possible, but um, it's something that we probably don't think much about or consider. But, but think about all the different ways that we encounter ads. We encounter ads on TV, on the Internet, on billboards, uh, magazines. Now, when you go to the gas pump, they've got a little TV there, and they're showing you ads. 
and radio and clothing and, and, and ads are just everywhere. And we cannot avoid them. And, and what message are these ads telling us concerning the body? Well, one of the, the main messages is that you have to look a certain way. You need to use our product in order to attain beauty, or you need to look this way in order to feel happy. But one of the problems is that the beauty that they put on display in these ads is unattainable. Just think about this for a moment. Companies hire models, and, and these models are the best looking people in the world. They get paid for their looks, but that's not good enough for the companies. The companies then take the pictures of these models and they Photoshop them. And so essentially, the message they are sending is that you will never be good enough. You will never be pretty enough. You'll never be skinny enough. And they are selling images of the body that are not real. Now compare all of this with what Scripture says. Or do you not know that your body... Your body, everyone here this morning, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God. And so the world is selling us an image of our bodies that, that we can never attain. But then we open up our Bibles and we read that God says that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Those are two different messages. One involves striving after a goal that, that you'll never reach. The other says that you are special because God is living in you. Another message the world tries to sell us is my body, my choice. And so the idea behind this message is that I belong to myself. I am the ruler of my life. I know best what to do with my body and I don't need to listen to anyone else. I can do with my body whatever I want, no matter the consequences, no matter what it does to those around me. I can even choose to terminate the life of another because it's my body. Now compare this with the rest of the passage that we just looked at just a minute ago. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. For you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. We are not our own. We belong to God. And over and over again in Scripture, we see that going our own way leads to destruction. We do not know best. This is the original lie that Adam and Eve believed. They thought that they knew better than God. They believed my body, my choice. And that means I can eat whatever I want to. Does not matter the consequences. Does not matter what God says. We do not do well when we try to rule ourselves. We need to listen to God. We need His wisdom, not our own. And so the world says that we are to rule ourselves. Scripture says we need help. We need to look beyond ourselves to God. Because it's God who made us, and therefore, He's the one who knows what is best for our lives. We are not our own. We belong to God. A third lie we encounter in the world is that we are who we sleep with. 
And so the world says our identity is bound to our sexuality. And so we find meaning in our desires and therefore uh, the, the, in, uh, to get a fulfilled life, you have to follow your desires wherever they lead you. Now, C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity does a fascinating thing. He compares uh, sexual desires with our desires for food. And so desire itself is not bad. God gives us desires because we need them. God gave us the desire to have sex so that we would reproduce. God gives us the desire to eat so that we can stay alive. These desires are good. But what happens when we just let these desires run wild? What happens when we allow our desires to take control of our lives? Now, we understand this when it comes to food. That's why Lewis made the comparison. Eating whatever it is we want, whenever we want to eat it, that lifestyle does not lead to blessing. And the same is true when it comes to our sexual desires. We were never meant to be led by uncontrolled desires. 1 Corinthians 6.13 says, The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And so the world says, Do with your body whatever it is you want. Follow your desires. Scripture says, Our desires are only good when they are used in service to God. Because God is greater than our desires, and therefore we should listen to him. And so let's return to this original question that we began with. What are our bodies for? And to answer this question, we need to look to Jesus. Our purpose in life is to become like Christ. It is to imitate him and to walk in his ways. And so we want to think about how Jesus viewed his body. What did Jesus do with his body? How did he use it? And we have many examples of this in the Gospels, but there's one example that stands out. Luke 22, verses 14 through 19. It says there, And when the hour came, he, that is Jesus, reclined at the table, and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and when he had gave thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. And so Jesus views his body as something to be used in the service of God and the service of others. And this should not be a surprise to us since he says the two great commands are to love God and to love others. His view of the body perfectly aligns with these two great commands. Now we know this passage well. It's one of the passages that we sometimes read before communion. We know it takes place at the Last Supper. And we know that Jesus is looking forward to his crucifixion that is about to happen. What we're probably not used to considering is how these words and how this text applies to us. 
Jesus gives his body. We understand this. We celebrate it every Sunday. What is harder for us to embrace is that we are asked to do the same. We are not our own. We were bought with a price. Therefore, we are to glorify God in our bodies. And so viewing the body, our bodies, as something to be offered as a sacrifice, this is not just for Jesus. It's for us as well. And, and we can look to other passages. For instance, look to Romans 12.1. Paul writes, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And so Paul here, writing to all Christians, says that we are to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, and this is our spiritual duty. It is our calling as followers of Christ. We walk in the footsteps of Jesus. We embody his life and his ministry here on earth. We have been crucified, and it's no longer us who lives, but it's Christ who lives in us. When we come to the table on Sunday, we hear the words of Christ. This is my body, which is given for you. And these words remind us of what Jesus did for us. But they also remind us of how we are to now go out and live. God has given us bodies. We glorify God in our bodies when we uh, give and serve those around us. We give our bodies in service to those who are in need. We give our hands and feet so that they can become the hands and feet of Jesus. We sacrifice. We consider how it is that we can take and use our bodies to bless the people around us. And so our view of the body is different from the many views of the body that we encounter in this world. The world says we are to use our bodies to satisfy our desires and to do whatever it is we want to do. The Christian view of the body is about how we can use our bodies for the good of others. We understand that we are given a body in order to serve and to glorify God. And so what are our bodies for? Well, we know what they are for. We are reminded of the importance of the body every time that we gather around this table, every time that we contemplate the cross. Jesus had a body. He did not cling to it. He did not treat it selfishly and only use it for his own pleasure and his own benefit. He took his body and he gave it to others. He offered it as a sacrifice. He blessed others with his flesh and with his blood. And we can do the same. This week, all of us will have opportunities as we go back out into our community, back out to our homes and to our jobs. We will have opportunities to use our bodies to serve God and to bless others. And so it's up to us to go 
and to be Jesus to the people that we meet. This is what our bodies are for. Let's pray. Father God, we're so thankful for what you've done for us. We're so thankful for Jesus who took on flesh and blood, who had a physical body, who lived here on this earth among us, and who now we can read about and see. And he is our example. May we use our own bodies accordingly. May we take seriously the words we read in Scripture and strive to be the body of Christ, to be the hands and feet of Jesus here in this little place on earth. Father, be with us as we go out into the world and we strive to do these things and to be an example to those around us. We're so thankful for what Jesus did with his body so long ago by willingly going to the cross and being sacrificed so that we might have the forgiveness of sins. We pray this in his name. Amen.